0: Life audio.
1: There is nothing in life that is untouched by Christ. It's touched now, but it may be realized later. Either you choose to have Christ's reconciling work bring you to communion with the Father. Like what Jesus did when he shed his blood on the cross means that we now can be reconciled to God. That is, the clear work of Christ is to reconcile us to our Heavenly Father. We can be in communion, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hello, my friends, new friends and old. Welcome back to How to Study the Bible. If you're new with us here, we are so glad to have you in our family. We come together every week and we practice simple Bible study together. And it is incredible what God reveals to us when we just get curious about His Word and ask Him to reveal to us what He has for us us, right here in this life. So we're going to do that together. My name is Nicole Eunice. I am a lover of God's Word. I'm a pastor and a coach, and I love this time that we spend together. I'd love to invite you to take a moment, to take a deep breath, and we're going to get into some deep, abstract, beautiful thought today. But I also want you to believe and trust that God has something to say specifically to encourage you in whatever you're facing as you go into today. That's what God's word does. It just, it lifts our spirit and it lifts our soul to a different place. It gives us the strength that we need to persevere and endure through whatever we have on our plate today.
2: dot com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation
1: so we're gonna get started today we're in Colossians the book of Colossians and we did a little pre-work last week if you haven't listened yet you might want to go back where I kind of give like the big idea behind the letter of Colossians and now we're going to go week by week and I'm also inviting you to a reading plan just a few verses a day where you can practice for yourself the alive method each day on your own. And then once a week, we come together and look at one of those passages together. So if you would like that, if that would help you to have kind of a guide Monday through Friday for the next four weeks, then you can grab that reading plan a couple of different places. These are all in the show notes. If you go to my social media, Instagram, Facebook, you'll find it there, Nicole Eunice, U-N-I-C-E. If you go to my email newsletter. If you just want to get a short newsletter once a week, it's NicoleUnis.com slash Real Talk, and you'll get the reading plan each week. Or you can go join our Facebook group. We have a whole community of folks, more than a thousand strong, all over the world who share their insights and their encouragement, their prayer requests with each other. I drop in there as well um, to try to answer any questions that you might have during the week. So you can join that Facebook group that link is below for you as well. So those are some of the ways that you can get the reading plan. Very simple, very basic, but guys, I get it. Sometimes we just need a little structure, we need something we can check off of our list so that we make the time that we need to make to really experience God through his word. So we're going to be looking at Colossians 1, 15 through 20. This is on Wednesday of this week's reading plan, but I wanted to go here because this is an incredible passage, and I think it would be good for us to work through it together. So we're going to be in Colossians one fifteen through 20. If you want to save this for Wednesday, this can be your Wednesday devotion. Otherwise, listen in, and then you can circle back in the rest of the chapter. So here we go, Colossians 1, verses 15 through 20. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Hey, side note, are you noticing repetition? Ready? Verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Okay. You can probably guess why we're going to go through this letter very slowly over the next month, because each and every verse is so rich and it's easy to kind of glaze over. If you're reading too quickly or it's familiar to you because you've been in church for a long time, it's very easy to just glaze through these abstract concepts And not slow down to be curious and to ask the questions, what does this really say? What am I supposed to get from this? And I do think that in the next few minutes, as we do that, you're going to see and have a couple of insights that really just come from slowing down and paying attention to what this passage says. Okay, so we're going to do that first question in the alive method. What does this say? And all we're trying to do here is be curious and interested and use some of our basic techniques to understand what this says. And one of those basic techniques is to look for repetition. So if you uh, are in the passage right now, if you've got it open in your Bible, I think you're probably going to notice one small word that's repeated many times. Did you get it? That word is all. All is repeated again and again. And when I see something repeated more than twice, I usually go ahead and write a list so I can start to get my mind around what exactly it's saying. So I went ahead and made a list in this passage of every time it talks about all. And I wrote, what is Jesus overall? Okay. And if we go down the row of this passage, we're going to see Jesus is over all creation. All things were created through him it then repeats again, all things were were created through him. So we basically get the same idea three times in the very, very beginning, right? Jesus is over all creation. All things were created through him. All things were created through him. Jesus is before all things. All things hold together in Jesus. And then we, cert- we go down a little bit and it says that all God's fullness is in Christ and that he exists to reconcile to himself all things. Okay? So We've got all of this all, right? And we're starting to get an idea. And if you hear that and you think about that, what comes to your mind? What are you starting to process or questions that you have? And when I start at the top, I'm like, okay, firstborn over all creation, huh? Like firstborn, hmm. Jesus was definitely born at a certain time. So is he a created being that was like before Adam? What does this mean? So I'm kind of underlining that little passage And then I'm starting to notice this idea that Jesus is much more than just his earthly ministry, right? Like, are you getting that vibe from here? Like, from last week, we talked about Paul. This is early on, early in the church. Paul is correcting doctrine. He's bringing sort of some big theological concepts up for these guys who are just starting to follow the way of Christ. And he's now saying, hey, this is who Jesus actually is, right? So Jesus is the image of God. He is before all creation. All things were created through him. So we're talking about the divine nature of Jesus, the the God part of Jesus, right? All these things happened. And then we see kind of in verse 18, why is Paul saying all these things in all of these lists, right? Right. The Son is the image of God. All things were created through him. All things have been created through him and for him. He's before all things. He holds all things together. And then we finally get like the answer to why Paul's saying all these things. And that answer comes in the so that. So in verse 18, we see this shift and then we've got the answer. And it says, so that in everything, he might have the supremacy, So this is a big deal. We want to write this down. Okay, all this stuff that's happening and all of this repeating phrases are to connect us to the idea that this is all true so that in everything Christ has supremacy. Because Jesus was before all things, because everything's created through him, because he holds all things together, this validates the supremacy he has, the authority he has. The reason that he can give instruction on what it means to live a good life. The reason that he gives instruction on what it looks like to be obedient and to humble ourselves. And the reason why the work that he did on the cross is the ultimate cosmic shift that has happened in our world. That because Christ and the work he did on the cross, he has the supremacy to name what it looks like to be in communion with the Father, okay? So we want to understand that idea because it's very, very easy to default to the human side of Jesus and be like, Jesus is my rabbi. Jesus is my teacher. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is this loving entity that was willing to sacrifice himself for me, right? And all of those things are true. But Jesus is also God. Jesus also existed before time, so this idea he's the firstborn of all creation that's really sort of a turn of a phrase that means like he is supreme, like he existed before creation. It doesn't mean that he was created in human form before Adam. It means that Jesus already was he he never wasn't so. He was already a part of that and that he was a co-creator with the heavenly father in the world, right? Because God let all of his fullness dwell through Christ. Now we might not understand all of those things, like just our human wisdom might not be able to hold that together, but it is important that we understand that the reason that Christ has authority and the reason he has supremacy, he's not just a perfect human being and that validates his existence. He was before all things. In fact, all things are held together through him, even now. And then we've got this very curious phrase, right, that we see in verse 16, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. So we've got this strong connection to the spiritual realm. And then the verse goes on to say, whether thrones, powers, rulers, or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. So if we're starting to draw a picture, we're like, okay, there's earthly thrones, authorities and kingdoms. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y, or visit give.cru.org study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only.
2: Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to UnityWeekend.com. That's UnityWeekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation.
1: And now what Paul's telling us is that there's spiritual thrones, authorities, and kingdoms, that there is work that's happening in both the earthly realm and in the spiritual realm. Now, this does not mean that the evil that is in the world was created by God. We know in other places in scripture, that spiritual realm, there were those who chose evil, and that's why evil exists, right? And so Jesus is in all of that and over all of it and sovereignly acting in all of it, but we're not living in the final say, right? We're not living in the new creation yet. We're in this in-between and into the in-between, we're getting an idea of who Jesus actually is, right? And why we need to know this. So the first thing we get is that all things were created through him before all things. He holds all things together so that, right? So that we know that he has supremacy. So that's sort of our first point. Okay. If we're going to break down this passage, we're like, all right, I need to understand that Christ is in all of these things, and this all points to the fact that he has the authority, he has the power, he is supreme over all. And then we get our next part, right? And that next part is that the, he is the head of the body, the church. So he is in all things, but his agent in the world is the church. His head, the, the nerve center of what Jesus is doing is in the church, you and I. And when we are dwelling with Christ, we represent the church, right? And then we get the next idea of what is actually Jesus doing, okay? So we know that he's supreme. We know that he created all things, but what exactly is Jesus doing? And we get that in verse 19 and 20. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him, okay, now here's where we get what Jesus is doing, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven. And this is how, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So the backstory is that Jesus existed before his earthly life. He was before all things. And what it means is that Jesus is working as God in a reconciling agency. He's bringing back all things into proper order. We are having this little blip. Our our earthly life is the little blip in the scope of creation and scope of time in which Jesus is reconciling the world in all ways, that everything is being reconciled back to himself. There is nothing in your life that is untouched by Christ. If we think about the application now, what does this mean for me? There is nothing in life that is untouched by Christ. It's touched now, but it may be realized later. Either you choose to have Christ's reconciling work bring you to communion with the Father. Like what Jesus did when he shed his blood on the cross means that we now can be reconciled to God. That is, the clear work of Christ is to reconcile us to our Heavenly Father. We can be in communion, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit right now. Or ultimately, that will happen later. Everything will be judged. Everything will be brought to judgment. And at the judgment, either you will say yes to God, you will have said yes to God, or it will be the end. And so we have a choice to make because Christ is reconciling all things to himself. That is the scope of of creation. That's where it's all going. And it may be going really slow. And it may feel really delayed to you, but the reality is God is slow, but not in the way we understand slow, because God's desire is for all people to come to repentance. That's from 1 Peter. And so we get to be a part of the fact that in this cosmic realm Christ is reconciling all things to himself, things in heaven and things on earth. Authorities we can see, authorities we can't see. All of that is happening. Now, we can be a part of his reconciling work in the world when we say yes to God, when we are in the church of which Christ is the head, or that's going to happen later, (laughs) like it's going to happen. And so it is our choice to be a part of what God is doing right now. There's nothing, nothing in life that is not touched by Christ. And I want to be friends with God now. I don't know about you, but I, I want to choose to be friends with God now. Here's a last thought about this final ending that will come. It's from Revelation 21, verses 6 and 7. He said to me, it is done. This is now Jesus speaking. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You see this, what we're reading in Colossians 1? Colossians 1 connects to Revelation 21, it connects to Genesis 1, it connects to John 1. All through Scripture, we see this idea that there is this creation that is happening, this beginning and end, and we find it in Christ. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children." So the only prerequisite to saying yes to God is to be thirsty for him. Like to be thirsty for God is to be given this free water without cost from Christ. He says, I will give you access to the water of life, but but pay attention because those who do not choose that, it says and goes on that this there will be a second death. They will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. That's the metaphor used in Revelation. There will come a time, We're all will be reconciled and all we have to do is be thirsty for God. If we're thirsty for God, we get the water without cost. You don't have to fear judgment if you are thirsty for God, but you can trust that judgment will happen, which means that all of the evil in the world, all of the evil authorities, whether seen or unseen, the evil rulers, whether seen or unseen, all of this will be reconciled. There will be judgment. God will speak. There will be an end. When all things will be reconciled. And what we get to do is say yes to God now. Be thirsty for God this week. Be thirsty for his reconciling work in your heart, in your life, in your family, in your friends, in your church. Look for his reconciling work and praise him for it. I'll see you guys next week.
0: How to study the Bible with Nicole Eunice is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you like what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful devotional and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.